Good morning, good morning. Today we're talking about brains. That's right, <clears throat> brains. Uh, more specifically, left versus right brain. I want to share with you some information that I have gleaned uh, over the course of taking the 10-module Childhood Neurodevelopmental Disorders series from Dr. Robert Melillo. So much information uh, in that series is incredible. Um, and you know I'm a big fan of Dr. Melillo, but I wanted to kind of go, kind of teach you a little bit about the, the two brains that we have, right? Um, and so many people dispute this. They dispute, um, they dispute the, the fact that the left and right brain are different. Um, but the research really does show, and Dr. Melillo proved it over and over again, that the brain is very lateralized. Um, as a matter of fact, way back, he said in 1840s or so, uh, a doctor actually wrote a book called something like Of Two Brains, where, where it was already discussed back then. And then over time, um, great pioneers in neuroscience um, have proven, like Broca and Wernicke, have proven this sort of a sightedness to Broca's area and Wernicke's area. There's a sightedness. Luria uh, proved there was a sightedness where that, that person got injured. Had a, you maybe heard about this, had a spike through their head and they lost certain abilities and gained certain other abilities. Um, you know, uh, that was from uh, Luria from Russia, <clears throat> showing that there is a, the, the brain, number one, has amazing neuroplastic abilities, but number two, it definitely has a lateralization. <clears throat> and uh, what's really important, I think, to understand is, is that the, the right brain develops first. The right brain is the, it, even though obviously both brains are operating at birth <clears throat> uh, and before birth, um, but the right brain really is the one that's taking more information in at first. Um, it's the part of the brain that's more like the parallel processing part of the brain. So we're going to talk about the right brain first. The, it's, the, it's the brain that <clears throat> kind of has the big picture, it sees the whole picture. Uh, is really involved in nonverbal communication. This is why uh, children who are on the spectrum, uh, they have right brain deficits and their nonverbal communication isn't as strong, right? They don't look you in the eyes, they don't uh, communicate as well, etc. It's you know partially because they have a right brain deficit in, in often in some cases. Um, and the right brain is more controlled uh, with uh, involved with large muscle groups. Uh, gross motor skills like postural skills, rolling, crawling, uh, those kind of things. Um, much more involved in reading comprehension. Understanding that big picture, right? The main idea. What's the gestalt from the story, right? Um, what do you get from this story? What's like the the fundamental, right? Um, the right brain is more involved with word problems, with with math. It's it's like, you know. Jane sees, you know, has two apples and John has five apples and how many apples did the both of them have together? And if Jane took five from, et cetera, that's more of what they do is the word problem kind of stuff from the right brain. It's more involved in practical things and doing, um, more involved in unconscious actions. They, they call it implicit memory. The implicit memory is, is a right brain um, kind of activity. In other words, procedural, like, like when you do things like, you're driving a, a car and you're talking on the phone and you've got a podcast playing in the background and you know where you're going because you've driven there a thousand times before. That's the implicit memory, right? You can't say like, you can't really repeat what you did, um, uh, but, but, you know, but you know how to do it because you've just done it a thousand times. The right brain is the avoid part of the brain. It's the 
withdraw. It is the negative emotion part of the brain. Um, it's uh, it, the emotions it involves with is fear, sadness, disgust, shame, and guilt. That's the, the emotions that the right brain kind of thinks about or has more uh, 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 focus towards. Um, it is more focused towards low frequency sounds. In other words, the tone of the voice, the prosody. Once again, in kids on the spectrum, they don't get that, right? Um, they, they, they don't they don't offer that uh, very often. Kids, especially lower functioning kids on the spectrum, don't offer um, tone of voice. They don't like happy and sad and mad. They, they, there's not necessarily a differential with this, and they also don't get it when you with, with when you talk to someone on the spectrum. They're not getting that either. They're not getting that prosody. Um, they, uh, the right brain is involved with high vision frequency, uh, high frequency vision. In other words, um, not detailed, like the big picture, looking at the overall gestalt. Um, Lillo, Dr. Lillo talked about the OPK, the, the fast you know, uh, movements that involve with the OPK. That's more of a right brain thing. It's, it's the part of the magnocellular network of, uh, of the brain. Um, the right brain is involved, getting back to memory, is more like with a timeline. There is no timeline with the right brain. Uh, it, it has experiential memories. It's, it's like what you feel, uh, you know, uh, and you, you don't, it doesn't, they don't even feel like memories. Like, you know, when you think about something, you get this sort of feeling about what happened then, but it's not really a full memory. Uh, it's not like piece by piece by piece. The right brain is, is that sort of memory. Uh, the right brain pays attention to new novel things. Um, it's more of the social brain. Uh, you know, it, it's so it, it's the one that like we talked about that, the nonverbal looking at the eyes, looking at the big picture, you know, kind of thing. The right brain is cautious and safety. Um, it's all about safety. Um, it's a spatial awareness part of the brain, the more global part of the brain. The right brain um, looks at unpleasant tastes and smells. It, it has a bit more of a predilection for noticing unpleasant tastes and smells is because it's involved with safety, right? So it tastes, oh, this doesn't taste right. That doesn't taste good. Um, so that's what the right brain uh, is more involved with. And it, it's involved with like decreasing immunity. It kind of, because of its TH2 involvement, it's a, it kind of decreases uh, in immunity. It's, um, it is about certain kinds of attention, especially sustained attention, which is from the dorsal attention network. That is the attention um, it is much more uh, about that that sustained attention. In other words, keeping that attention going over and over and over again uh, on that on one task. Um, it is has a lot of sensory information. The entire hum homunculus is involved with the parietal lobe in the right brain uh, on for both sides of the body. Um, it grows from and responds more from bottom up. It responds. Uh, that's how the the when the baby's first born. Um, it's going to start trickling information up from the brainstem, pons, medulla area, <clears throat> and up the nerve system. Um, and that's how it, it kind of works uh, more. Um, it's much more interoceptive, gut feelings like polyvagal digestion, autonomics. That's what it's, uh, the right brain is more involved with. Um, the vestibular system is, is more involved with the right brain. The final processing of the vestibular system, um, and obviously... The, the left vestibular apparatus goes into the right brain, etc. But the final processing goes in the right brain. <clears throat> it's more involved with cortisol and the use of cortisol uh, in, in, and the use of uh, uh, waking, uh, ability to wake the body up.
to reduce inflammation. Uh, that's what cortisol's point is initially, is to reduce inflammation. Um, it is more involved in the basal ganglia, the indirect pathway, and the hyperdirect pathway. The indirect and hyperdirect pathways of the basal ganglia shut things off. Um, uh, you know, shuts off like an action so that you don't do that action repetitively. Like if you went to grab the pen, you don't want to keep on grabbing it over and over and over again. Well, how do you stop doing that is the <clears throat> indirect pathway of the basal ganglia. Um, and we mentioned magnocellular. It's the, it's the magnocellular portion of the... Uh, of the parietal lobe, the dorsal stream portion of the parietal lobe that helps you get the big picture of things. Um, it is GABAergic. It is uh, in inhibitory in nature, as in the direct uh, indirect pathway. Um, also, serotonergic and norepinephrine are involved with the right brain. Much more involved with anti-inflammation, like reducing inflammation, reducing immunity. Um, works more with the B cells, which is a Th2. Uh, you know, sort of uh, thing. It um, has, uh, it's the most dominant thing in, in infancy. It's um, very consciousness driven. It tries to prevent risk and involved in safety, like we talked about. And the colors that the right brain really kind of focuses on is, is blue, indigo, and violet. Those are the big, big colors that uh, we, we see involved with it. So essentially, a lot of the issues we'll see with the right brain deficit would be things like autism, uh, tics, ADHD, uh, and addictions, and OCD. Those are common things we'll see with a right brain uh, deficit. Um, and a lot of these, a lot of times, kids with right brain deficits have, are picky eaters as well. So that's the overall kind of picture of the right brain. Now, let me give you the overall picture of the left brain. Uh, <clears throat> The left brain is much more involved in serial processing, like one step at a time versus parallel, right? The right brain is more parallel, kind of like everything happening this at, at you know one time versus left brain is more serial processing, like you know this and then this and then this because the left brain is all about details. It's about the small picture. It's about details. Uh, you know, how, what does this mean? What is the, like each individual piece? Uh, much more involved with verbal communication, um, like the Broca's area, like we talked about before. And fine motor control, right? This is like your pincer grasp and your ability to write uh, and uh, numbers and letters and stuff. Um, much more involved with in reading with word reading and phenomes and phenomic awareness uh, versus the big idea comprehension. In terms of math, it's much more involved with math calculations, like basic math, um, you know, doing your calculations uh, for math versus the word problems. Um, it's, the left brain is much more theoretical, it's, about, it's goal directed. Um, it is reward reinforced. It wants. It's always focused on a goal, um, versus on doing. It's focused on planning. It's um, the, in terms of memories. It's involved with explicit or declarative memories or episodic memories, where you have a very like. I remember when I was five years old and I got my first dinosaur, right? And it, it was a styrofoam dinosaur that my dad. Uh, picked out for me and it was as tall as me like I remember those things that's a left brain explicit episodic memory the left brain is involved with approach or positive emotions happiness joy surprise and believe it or not anger according to Dr. Melillo is a, a positive emotion because it's about goals anger is about goals like if something gets in the way of me getting my 
goal, then I get angry. And that's what um, the left brain is about. So um, the left brain is is involved with high frequency sounds. In other words, like human voice, uh, the actual voice is more of a high frequency sound versus the tone of voice is more of a low frequency sound or prosody, that's low frequency. The high frequency sound, that's a left brain thing to focus on the high frequency sounds, but on what they call low frequency vision. In other words, the detailed vision, right? Looking at the very, very minute details, that's a left brain thing. The parvocellular network is a left brain uh, uh, thing uh, versus the right brain is a magnocellular network. Um, it is involved in um, in familiarity, in routine, in sameness. The, the left brain wants to do the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, so w- when you see a child who's got a right brain deficit, like a child on the spectrum, and they like the same things over and over, it's because of an overactive left brain. And that's the thing that I think uh, is a brilliance about this is... What Dr. Miller was talking about is that all brain issues that you see are because there's an underactive side and an overactive side. And a lot of times some of the symptoms are from the overactive side, but the, you can't look at the overactive side and say that's the problem side. It's really the underactive side that's the problem side um, and the side that needs to be focused on if you're doing a hemispheristic kind of model like we're kind of discussing right now. Um, so... Uh, the left brain is more involved with curiosity. It's very impulsive. Um, it's uh, kind of looking always for pleasant smells, pleasant tastes, pleasant things, right? That's the curiosity. It's constantly looking, looking, looking for something uh, to, to activate it. Um, much more on the local scale, like looking around, right around you versus on a global scale. It activates the immunity because um, it's more Th1 uh, uh, dominant, um, much more T-cell dominant and that's a, that's a th1 a thing um, we the, the in terms of attention the only part of attention that the left brain use is is kind of really involved with according to dr Melillo, is the focused attention network that's the only there's five attention networks and that's the only one that it's uh, works really 100 percent on the left uh, or mostly on the left uh, brain is the focused attention network the left brain is, has a motor map of both sides in it versus the right brain's got the sensory homunculus for both sides. The left brain's got a motor map of both sides. Um, the left brain, because it matures later, it starts to mature more ages two, three years old. It really starts to kick in at that uh, stage. It's much more a top down. It's about regulation, right? Versus the right brain is kind of bottom up. It's about like growth and finding things. This is more top down. It's about regulation. Um, it's involved with <clears throat> melatonin. Uh, and the sleep uh, cycle. Um, so if someone, a lot of these kids who have issues with sleeping, um, it's because the, their left brain is overactive and it's not allowing the melatonin to calm down or their left brain is underactive, right? One of those two. Um, it's, a, it's a pro-inflammatory thing, which is why there's a, there's a, a it's involved with TH1. It's, um, the left brain is involved in the basal ganglia on the direct path. Because it's goal directed, the 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 basal ganglia direct pathway is all about like I'm going to do that goal. I'm going to reach that pen um, when I reach for it. Uh, it is involved, like we talked about before, the the parvocellular uh, network is more about details, and that's part of the what they call the ventral stream or the temporal lobe, is more about the ventral stream, um, the detail lobe. 
um, it is very glut- uh, glutamate uh, associated with glut- glutinergic. Um, it is activates uh, the glutamate is an activation uh, uh, neuropeptide, as well as acetylcholine and dopamine. Um, so uh, it's so it's also dopaminergic. Um, it is uh, very action driven. It's not about fe- uh, there's no fear with the the left brain. It's no um, it, there's no social context with the left brain. The left brain uh, likes colors like red, yellow, and orange, but especially red. And right brain is like really into blue. Red, uh, the left brain is really into red. And some of the things you'll see with um, left brain uh, deficit people are depression, dyslexia, bipolar, PTSD, uh, learning disorders, and processing disorders. Those are the big things you'll see with this. So I know I've given you a lot of information here, but I think this is so valuable because you can take what I just said and it kind of makes sense because when you look at people who are having certain issues, like, for instance, just autism, which I see so commonly in my, in my office, and ADHD, which is so common in my office, most easy, not all, there's always, you know, differences uh, hemispherically. You never know what a child's going to be just because he has a diagnosis. But uh, very often I see kids with autism and ADHD have a right brain deficit. And when they have a right brain deficit, they're much more, um, they, they, you can see that they are not as um, uh, focused on verbal you know, kind of stuff. They, uh, a lot of these kids um, have you know, all kinds of troubles with relationships, um, you know, forming relationships because of, of, of this, especially kids on the spectrum. A lot of relationship challenges. Uh, um, they, 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 uh, these kids have issues with sound. Um, they don't hear the tone of voice, so they don't realize that someone's upset with them uh, or happy with them, for that matter. Um, and they don't see, like, you know, you, you tell a kid, uh, you know, with with uh, on the spectrum, pick that up, and they don't. Not only do they not understand you, but they don't even know what you're talking about. Like, they, they can't even see it. Like, the pen is right there on the table, and they don't see it because they're they're. Not they, they can't understand what you're talking about and they can't really visualize it. Um, and um, a lot of these kids have some really rough immune systems, right? Uh, because the because of, of these you know kind of issues. And uh, a lot of them have sleep issues. Um, a lot of them are like are overprotective, right? They they feel like everything is all about like the polyvagal system is always being um, kind of clicked in. The vagus nerve is always being clicked in because it's always going into like uh, it's, it's dropping from the social engagement portion of the vagus nerve down to the f- flight flight, which is sympathetic, um, and down into freeze. Um, so, so this is the kind of stuff that we see all the time, and I wanted to kind of bring this out to you because I thought this was an interesting study on what's going on with the left versus right brain. Let me know what you think.